0: So, I mean, chemistry obviously, I think, is awesome and really fun. And you can, if you can figure out like the synthetic pathway to it, you could pretty much make whatever. Hey,
1: everybody! Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode one thirty-eight. I'm your host, Big Ron Parlow, with Dusty Hanshaw and our producer Scott McNally. And today, we're happy to have on the show the Gorilla Chemist, Brian Moscow. How you doing, man?
0: What's up, guys? How are you? How's everybody?
1: Dusty, you did Dusty. your hair for Happy us. Birthday.
0: I did. Check it out. Ooh, oh, amazing. whoa. That's pretty sweet.
1: <clears throat> Dang!
0: I dyed it just for the show. Okay. I, just for show. Okay. I just so it it, I.
1: And I it. You know? You did that yeah, so Dusty I could envy birthday. the fact
2: that he has hair all by himself. Like Just the fact that you have hair is one thing, but then you put designs
0: into it's another. Well, oh, I, one, it day, one day I'm not going to have hair, so that's why I do it now.
1: Right. Right. You see the end. You see the end is like in the foreseeable future. So that was like one of the last things I did with my hair was I had a mohawk.
0: I think I remember seeing you with a mohawk. I had like a faux hawk.
2: I had like a faux hawk for like two months. I was just like, I have to do it once. (laughs) Well you were that's what happens though, you're losing it everywhere else. So that's the only place you have like a strong line. So you're like, oh no, it's a style. It's not that I'm fucking old and
3: all <laughs> right. <bald>. right. <laughs> it's not
1: that. I no, that definitely that not. Was that was my grand finale. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> much less grander than yours. Yours is yours. Looks like you got another ten years left too.
0: I'm hoping we'll see.
1: Well, it's- plus with your your guerrilla chemistry, uh, tricks and. Uh, <laughs> molecule mondays and all that yep. stuff maybe maybe you can help a lot of other guys keep their hair if they watch the rest of this podcast
0: maybe maybe that's a secret okay
1: <laughs> well know. first of all we got to like share subscribe
2: comment and ring the bell i thought you were gonna leave the comment for me again i was like oh shit i
1: was right.
3: right it was it. a lot it was good to see. I, I was do yeah, yeah, you I see know. me like
2: you oh, did good okay, yeah yeah you're, you're waiting for the alley yeah
1: yeah <laughs> okay so um yeah do that and it helps us out a lot obviously the algorithms and all that stuff so until elon buys youtube and puts bodybuilding podcasts on the priority list um we're gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way and beg you guys for engagement yes so um so we did we did briefly uh, uh brian brought up he addressed dusty's birthday we have to get that out of the way dusty tell us how old are you and how was your birthday? We saw there were guns, cigars, alcohol, and titties involved, which is as USA as it fucking gets. And uh, I'm just glad that you are it fucking enjoying like typical, enjoyment.
2: It was a typical Saturday, actually. It just happened to be my birthday. <laughs> well, I mean, all the things that you listed, I was like, also happening today. Interesting. <laughs> But yes, I'm I'm 30 again this year, I've decided. I did the 29, I told you, for a decade. So I bumped up. I've been 30 last year, 30 this year. I'm going to hold it as long as I can. And uh, you know how sometimes the only thing, it's tricky, and I actually had this happen recently. Um, Somebody asked my age, and I went to answer honestly, and I said it, and I was wrong. Yeah, I've done that. My buddy was like, you're not? I'm like, yes, I am. We had like an argument. And he's like, 1981, do the math. I was like, oh, fuck. My bad. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. But it's fine. Denial is where I like to live. So it's lovely. <laughs> it's so you nice were born in
1: you, you were you were you were born in uh, in 1981.
2: Yes. Yes, wow. I was. Yeah. You
1: know, me. you know what one of the biggest hits of the year was? No, just Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield.
3: I love. I love that he's he's on the classic. He's googling
1: yeah. away. There he that's goes. We got to pull something up. We can't just let it flow by. He's, yeah. got okay. Rick, well done.
0: he's got a Rick Springfield poster in his room. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Working class dog. Remember the cover of that album? Working class dog. Had a dog with like a suit on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, okay. We got you in the house, man. I got to tell you, you and I've been friends for a while. We talk at the expos, we message back and forth. I send you a picture of something and go, is this good? And you go, well, depends. And then there's a problem because now you give me information that I'm not smart enough to understand. And so then I have to Google and I, you know how it goes. So you're, you're one of my smartest buddies is my point. So why don't you well, give everybody that to- Give everybody the background. Um, I know you've got... I'm his other painting. buddy. That doesn't
2: say a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to bring this down a hair before you get excited. He <laughs> okay. also sends me pictures and says, are they good? But they're usually anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're different pictures. Dusty gets different pictures.
1: Okay. So, uh, so yeah, give us a rundown on how you came to be the gorilla chemist.
0: So, when I was in college, in undergrad... I uh, was really into bodybuilding in the early 2000s. And then I started competing in 05 to, and competed 05, 06, 07, And then right around then I was really into like, how do supplements work? How do you build muscle? how do How does gear work? How do all these things go into bodybuilding to build muscle from a chemical standpoint? And so Patrick Arnold was big at the time and I was reading a lot of his stuff. And I really liked how he explained things from a chemist's point of view. So in 2007, I decided to go back to school for chemistry. And, and then I went it for three years, finished from uh, University of Central Florida in Orlando, go Knights, and then went to grad school at Georgia Tech and got my master's in organic and biochemistry and was able to figure out and from an educational standpoint how these molecules work in the body. And it was really cool because a lot of the times you think I have a headache I'm going to take Tylenol and it'll go away but what is that Tylenol really doing like how is it working to take your headache away I just thought that was cool and then I applied that thought to creatine how does creatine work inside your body why should you take it and I just kind of spiraled into how does anything work <laughs> how does to- right. so that's where we are now
1: Yeah yeah so you're 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 able to explain you know what receptor the Tylenol is attaching to to block what thing to cause the pain to go away right that's how it works
0: yeah essentially everything so, by, everything has a receptor
1: everything has a receptor so mm-hmm. let's start let's start with obviously bodybuilding putting on muscle mm-hmm. what are what are some of the things that you think are underrated for their role in what, what someone trying to put size on. Let's say you got someone who's using gear. They're not now. right' They're using gear. They're training hard. What, what, what do you think we should be taking that maybe we're overlooking? What's really important?
0: Um, most, I mean, if you're taking gear, you're probably not overlooking simple things like essential amino acids, which I think is the number one thing. Uh, we talked last time about insulin mimics. I think those can really harness growth of your body can grow through your the insulin pathway and it's connected to the mTOR pathway so you can activate protein synthesis insulin as you know shuttles things into your muscles it shuttles not just carbohydrates but amino acids and that gets into your muscle where it starts to rebuild and repair and, and grow and you can create a very anabolic environment in your cell so i'm a big fan of those insulin mimetic stuff like berberine uh genema uh stuff we talked about last time like my little product that i made
1: right the gda is, uh, stuff
0: yeah it's all glucose disposal agents and i think those are underrated as far as building muscle you can literally feel if you take it with some quick acting carbs you can literally feel the, the pump in your muscle from the carbs and the water in your cells and you just
1: think that most of this stuff obviously you know one of the things that people say is oh well you know i took it and i didn't feel the difference um you know, immediately or whatever, but it's the long-term, like taking it every workout for hundreds of workouts in a row is what you're saying is where the real possible long-term
0: gain is, right? Yeah. It's something you definitely have to take longer than, you know, a month, but it's, it gives you the benefit of shuttling all those nutrients into your muscles. So yeah, I think there's definitely a, a, a place for it in building muscle. If you're doing everything else on top of that.
1: Is, is, uh, you know, the old school one that we all put on our, was cinnamon. Everyone used yeah. cinnamon in their, in their oatmeal. That was like an old school bodybuilder thing. I remember I was told that back in like the early nineties, you know, someone said, oh, make sure you put cinnamon in your oatmeal. Cinnamon's really good for, really good for your insulin. It is. Sensitivity. Like back then they were saying that, like, but it's funny how, you know, it wasn't really like a, a written rule. It was just kind of this thing everyone did.
0: Yeah. The. Bodybuilders are usually ahead of the curve with science a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. They eat the inner circle stuff like this does this or this dose of that or I'm eating this many carbs or this much fat and this is how my body responding. They're usually ahead of the actual studies. But cinnamon is a really good one. I used a, uh, a specific cinnamon extract in here called sinulin, which is standardized for uh, specific tannins that – help specifically get insulin release and uh increase glute 4 which is a protein that brings carbs into your cells so yeah cinnamon is definitely one of the things that works really well
1: interesting okay so is it safe to say that you know i asked you about building muscle and you went to Mm -hmm. the glucose disposal agents is it going to be the exact same answer when i ask you about burning fat
0: slightly so I made a product and to my knowledge, I was first to the market with it. It's called Cordoblock and the product contains Emodin. And Emodin is a cortisol inhibitor, natural cortisol inhibitor. So one way you can store fat is if you have elevated levels of cortisol for long periods of time, just like insulin. So cortisol is just, you know, it's a um, glucose steroid. So it is promoting fat storage if you block the conversion of cortisone which is inactive into cortisol which is the active part then you're not getting that inflammatory response and you're not getting the storage part so that's you can lose a lot of fat that way and sleep better and get um lower your blood insulin levels
1: Hmm. so that would be kind of added to the stack
0: yeah i I, um, there was a lot of research on this and I'm surprised like nobody ever picked up on it. It works. It, it decreases cortisol by like 40 something percent, which is a huge amount. Hmm. And there's, there's no, um, there's nothing else natural that does that. Patrick Arnold made a, I think it was 11, oxo androstine trial or something like that. That was a dial. That was a cortisol inhibitor. Do you remember that product? 11 oxo.
1: I don't remember specifically, but I remember that what he was
0: doing, you know, so when he made all those andros, right? Um, yeah. he made one called 11 OXO, hmm. which is a steroid that block, does the same thing as modin; It blocks cortisol, um, production. So this is the natural one.
1: What about uh natty competitors? Does this stuff become even more important for them?
0: Yes. If you want any kind of edge as a natural athlete, um, you definitely need to take things that can increase protein synthesis, increase um, the way that you're increasing muscle protein synthesis, whether it's mTOR, whether it's like PIK or anything like that. The I made a product called Natabolic that has a bunch of testosterone-boosting ingredients, including boron, which is probably the most underused ingredient in the whole industry. Uh, boron increases free testosterone, which is what really matters at the end. Because your total, if you have a testosterone level of a thousand, but you, you're, you only have like a hundred that are free or something like that, like it's a very small percentage, you can't actually build the muscle because the testosterone is physically like bound to the protein. But if you have right. free testosterone, it can then bind to the androgen receptor and then do the work. So
1: does the, the boron inhibit the sex hormone binding globulin? it lowers it yes It lowers it okay i remember mm. when boron was like a thing you know like a lot of these supplements i think they came because of the research but they went because of the dosing cost like mm. like you know what i mean they might say well this works but for it to really work you'd have to take like grams and grams of it and then that would just be unreasonable and you know the jar's 50 bucks and you know like a lot of the ingredients back in the day were like that uh, but are, are we able to make boron effective now? Like yeah. what dose would you Yeah, need?
0: It's very um, cheap. It is cheap now. And it usually comes as a chelate, like boron citrate or something. And right. you, only, right. you only need like, the studies I think are six to nine milligrams or 10 milligrams is what I use in the product yeah. for it to really work. And it boosts your free testosterone significantly.
2: I do six in the morning, six at night every day. And my free testosterone is ridiculous whether I'm on or off.
3: Yeah, and
0: that's great no, so
2: for
3: you, you take, guys. Boron, like, okay, yeah. And it's great for guys, just like even on TRT. You know what I mean? Just to yes. kind of get that edge. I agree. That's a good one. What do you think about um,
2: PS? Uh, like at night in high doses for cortisol, like because I was taking like three hundred milligrams every night, and that seemed to to make a change. But it sounds very different from how
0: these products you're talking about. Would you say ph- phosphatidylserine? Is that th- okay, yeah. so. <clears throat> The thing with phosphatidylserine serine is that it's a 50 percent material, right? So the mm-hmm. clinical dose is 800 milligrams, which mean, it really means you need 1,600 milligrams of material because it's it's a fat, right? So you can't just put it in a powder, you put it on a carrier it It works decently, but it doesn't actually inhibit cortisol production. It lowers Ooh. it uh, via a different pathway. Okay. I think I think head to head, amodin works better. To inhibit right. cortisol like people message me about sleeping better they message me about fat loss they message me about stress management uh wh- I, I have a lot of competitors take it because right that very like last bit of fat to come off in your lower back or something when you're trying to get peeled mm-hmm. a lot of times is you know you're you're on stims you're doing so much cardio you're dieting your body's in a high stress mode this will help eliminate that stress and help you lose that fat easier
3: huh, no Nice. Kidding.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. That was, that's why I was curious. I'd never even heard of that, but obviously, I knew it had to be drastically stronger because you know PS has been out for a million years, so. And
0: it's expensive as shit. PS, it's like yeah. uh, to to get the real dose. Like I said, sixteen hundred milligrams. I think um,
3: <clears throat>
0: Matt Matt was the only one that put out a real dose. One right, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Porter yeah. when he had his his powder, his was at eight hundred milligrams. I think. And it was a standalone. It was real expensive for just one product. Right. Makes sense.
1: What, what would you say um, would be the top things that someone should be using for enhancing, like, uh, absorption of gear? Like, if you're on gear, is there anything you should be taking to make your gear more effective, is I guess what I'm asking.
0: There's not a lot of research that shows like how to deplete a tolerance, I guess, if you've taken so much. Um, I think that insulin sensitivity can help a lot in general uh, with the way you absorb right. things. Uh, specifically for gear, I don't think there is anything that would make it absorb better other than you could help push it to go to estrogen or DHT or something like that. But you can't, I don't think you can really make it bind better, uh, into the, the androgen receptor. There's not a lot of things like there's a, there's a lot of rumor on the internet about taking L-carnitine and it increases like androgen receptor density, but I haven't seen anything concrete about that.
1: Right. But it still would be a good idea to do what Dusty was doing, taking boron to, help yes some SHBG because technically that's doing a little bit a little bit of the job
0: right so boron would be something you take on or off like dusty said there's a have you guys heard of a turkesterone yeah 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 so that's one of those things that i think made a (laughs) made a comeback it was kind of big i don't know 15 years ago or something and then as like plant sterols and then it came back and now it's like all over but the data is, is limited data, but the data is actually pretty good. And um, da, your buddy Dusty Dante is the mm-hmm. one that he makes a, a product, and he sent it to me when I was um, go, coming off of TRT and going into like trying to have a baby, trying to have a, to have a baby. Uh, he sent me this to his turkestan, and he's like, take this amount twice a day. And it was then that I saw that it really worked. If you're a natural athlete, that stuff can really help you preserve muscle and even build new muscle. What dose would you be taking? So he, I think he had a 10% and he told me to take uh 2,000 milligrams a day. I used, uh, I, I think I used 750 in anabolic at a higher extract and it seemed to work pretty well with other stuff by itself. I would say you need a lot of it though, because it's such a small amount of the actual powder. The 10% is the highest I've seen. Wow. Okay. I got a whole list But it's, But here. it's, but it's big now. I mean uh, like Derek has from more Place more dates has that product. I, I have it. It's just a lot, of, a lot over the internet like, It's tergesterone. Yeah. But I do think it's valuable for sure, and I only found that out from taking it myself.
1: <clears throat> what? How do you feel about the uh, the post workout window and the whole intra workout window and all that stuff? What's your take on on you know optimizing that? Do you do you micromanage that, or are you sort of you know how, What's your view?
0: So I do believe in the intra workout a lot. I think that if you are working out and your blood has nutrients in it, if you're getting that blood pumping to your muscles, you can create a very anabolic environment. So if anyone's ever taken insulin during their workout and then drink an amino acid and creatine and carbs, you'll notice it. You'll put on weight really very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I I think intra-workout is important Uh, nutrition. I I made an intra-workout product that had – a glucose, D ribose, which is another underrated ingredient, um, Mm -hmm. for endurance and building muscle, um, creatine, all these things you can take while you're working out. And then because all your blood is essentially going to your muscles, if you maximize like the insulin, your insulin sensitivity and insulin spike, you can deliver all of that to your muscle while you're working out. And body, body bodybuilders have done that with insulin. As far as Post workout, there's some conflicting data on if there's a such thing as an anabolic window. Some studies say you need protein for sure within two hours. Some studies say you need carbs and protein. The studies that that I've read say, as long as you take essential amino acids, that's what really matters. It's not so much. Uh, carbs or protein. It's getting essential amino acids in there to help mm-hmm. spike protein synthesis and recovery. So that's, I don't think there's a anabolic window per se, but I do think that you, the quicker acting um, amino acids you need to get in your system right after you train.
2: I feel like the, um, the, the question that always comes to play in my head since like the very beginning. <clears throat> I got into the industry in like 2000, and it was all about the quickest way to get aminos in your system. Remember back then, we used to push down people's throats like, you got to do a whey isolate after you train, but then before bed, mm-hmm. you got to do a casein. Now during the day, you got to do a blend. And it was this whole thing. And I always felt like, well, wouldn't it be faster to just take EAAs? Mm-hmm. Like, remove digestion essentially and just have this you know readily available thing that my buyers goes oh I know what that is and starts using it so that was always my take it I never feel good after training especially like legs or back but I can drink 20 grams of EAAs no problem driving home and then wait two hours before I eat and I just feel better so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like the opposite of you I had to just go with the I don't know what science says, but I'll puke if I eat this food right now. So we'll just <laughs> try this and it works. You know, what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I'm the same. I, I have, I don't have a big appetite after I train, especially mm-hmm. like you said, back and legs. I, I if I, I could puke, if I drink a shake or a whole meal, um, mm-hmm. I, amino acids, I can drink very, very quickly and easily, especially if they are flavored nicely Yep, like, <laughs> like this one.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go, like, sir.
0: <laughs> but I uh, I agree with you. Like I said, bodybuilders are usually ahead of the curve, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I would not get. i had to force feed myself to eat, and then I, you feel like shit for hours. You know, with your right. food just sitting right here. Versus, like you said, essentially taking the digestion part out, and that stuff just goes into your blood and right into your muscles. Right. Yeah.
1: What What do you think is the the best way to approach appetite enhancement
2: is
0: there any, any molecule bundles
1: um, that any molecule Mondays that, that apply? <laughs> yes. I
2: walk I, lots of. Yeah, I don't I, I don't want <laughs> to hear you tell me to do cardio. I want there to be a magic pill or drug.
1: You're the gorilla. You're sounding, you're
2: sounding so American right now, Ron. <laughs> 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 I need there to be a pill for this. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> um. I haven't really researched appetite, um, increasing appetite. There was a product years ago called Engorge, if I remember correctly. Do you remember that one, Dusty? Yep, yeah. Um, I think people swore by it, but I, I personally have never taken anything to increase appetite. I just, I find the more I train, the more I can eat and, and like yeah. cardio, I know you don't wanna hear that, so. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm- off. Me, personally, I'm fine.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I was asking off for to <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: Off the top of my head, I can't think of something that directly stimulates appetite. I'm sure there is something that if I, I do a little research, I can give you some information on. I just can't think of it at the moment. What,
1: what, about, what about sleep? I'm just hitting all the bodybuilding stuff. The muscle, fat loss, appetite, sleep. You want to hear.
0: Uh, so sleep is a big one. And I personally have a very, pro- um, very hard time falling asleep and staying mm-hmm. asleep. So I researched a lot of things that help with sleep. And I came out with a product called Sleep. And some of the heavy hitters are um, Magnolia bark extract, which has these two compounds in it, um, Hananokyl and Magnolol, which are natural benzodiazepine receptor Ah. modulators so like a natural xanax type of thing so the way so let me backtrack the way i put together a product in my head is is there a pharmaceutical that does this how does the pharmaceutical work the the pathway the mechanism of action and is there a natural supplement or molecule that does the same thing Mm -hmm. and so I did a deep dive into how like benzodiazepines work and how the receptor works and then found a bunch of uh, random molecules that act on the same receptor. Like there is a plant in Africa that I researched that had like 20 something compounds that were never that haven't been discovered before. And this was, I think the paper was published in like 2019 or something. And I used a bunch, I used that, that um, extract because it had really good data for putting uh, people to sleep and then staying asleep. So I think that sleep is super critical to growth, obviously, because that's when you grow. And it's one of those overlooked things that nobody thinks about. But until you have sleep problems, like I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep. So I was trying whatever I could to, to what could make me go to sleep and stay asleep. Mm -hmm.
1: I've got one. I got to ask you this one. This was actually a friend of mine, not joking. Uh, okay. A <laughs> friend actually. He said he said ask him about cannabinoids and training and recovery. Is there any negative, positive or is it just kind of neutral or is it is there is there anything to support, you know, cannabinoids helping with recovery or is it all just our perception?
0: No, I, I made a post about this actually a while ago, that there's research to suggest that it can help with um, recovery after training. They, I think they did cardiovascular training, not exercise training, excuse me, but it was brought in the study, I believe it showed it helped, I don't remember if it was VO2 max or it was another mechanism, but it helped, um, aided in recovery for, um, after training. So there is data to back that up. It's not just a, I want to smoke weed after I train. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think it's helping. <laughs> right, but yeah.
1: Right. And I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to smoke there's, weed. There's a there's a, sets.
0: Of, there's a lot of different cannabinoids though. You know, it's not just uh, THC. That's a huge industry now. Is all the, um, like CBG, CBN, CBD, CBDA, like a bunch of different um, cannabinoids that are in marijuana that have different different effects in the body. They're just in such small amounts that they're hard to extract. Yeah. I, I have a buddy. I have a buddy who's um, is in that industry, and I helped with. I worked with him a little bit trying to help extract stuff because it's very hard to separate because the, the, the molecules are so similar in structure hmm. and they're very fatty they're all fat soluble. So they're hard to separate uh, on what we call columns, which are how we separate molecules in the lab mm-hmm. based on like it's sticking or non sticking kind That's of thing. Crazy. So yeah, there's a lot of cannabinoids out there that for like um, nootropic wise, for recovery wise, for anxiety. There's a lot of different things you can use them for. CBD I think works really well. I actually, I actually got CBD for my sister when she had breast cancer and gave her a blend of THC and CBD. And it helped her a lot with not just anti-nausea, but uh, actually feeling better and having energy hmm. off, off the subject of training. But I think CBD is, has a lot of benefits as well as uh, all the different cannabinoids on your health. What What do you take pre-workout? I take my pre-workout from Chemex. Okay. Um, well, so, what's in it? Okay, uh, I when I was making that, I was looking at a lot of different stimulants, um, and then most people just throw a lot of stims in something. But I wanted to find a combination that I liked that worked well, and how do you boost that to work better? Because you can some stimulants like caffeine, they just increase your central nervous system. Some stimulants like ephedrine uh, increase like you're can increase like dopamine and serotonin. And so things that are similar in structure to that, like hygienamine is one of my favorite ones. I use that I use um, synephrine. And those things um, cause your body to release dopamine and serotonin, which make you feel good. So I was thinking, what else can you put in there to, to enhance that? Because I think if you are, if you have a lot of dopamine, and serotonin, you feel good, you can work out longer, you're in an elevated mood, that kind of thing. So a big ingredient that i came across is called kana Have you ever heard of that before no so kana is this this uh, leaf that grows in south africa and they chew it and it gives you like a kind of a buzz it's euphoric but it's it basically increases serotonin and dopamine and it works very very well Hmm. with stimulants like hygienamine and synephrine and all those beta-2 agonists so by almost by accident i was taking that uh at a dose of a thousand milligrams which is kind of like the dose you chew in the leaf and i mix that with caffeine and then uh hygienamine and then it kind of gave you this like light went off like whoa this is a really good feeling like i feel good in the gym and my headphones on like everything is you know tunnel vision so i added that to the pre-workout and i really like kana a lot i think it can bring out the 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 it there's no crash from it because a lot of pre-workouts, you know, you go up and then you crash down. Yeah, It mm-hmm. smooth, smooths everything out. Your dopamine and serotonin are elevated. You feel good. And then as far as performance, uh, I like L-citrulline a lot. I think that that's like a proven ingredient. As people know, I hate beta alanine. I think it's the worst ever. I do not like the paresthesia, the tingles, and I do not right. think it does anything. You need 180 grams of it in order to increase carnison by 20%. So you need to take a, a lot. That 6.4 gram dose, you need to take that 28 days in a row. Dang. In order to, in order to, to get that, that 180 grams.
3: You know what? I've so, heard that and I still can't stop taking it myself because – and I think it's like a Pavlov's dog thing. I like that tingle. So I feel it and I'm like, all right, now I know like I'm going to have a good workout. And if I don't, if I don't take it and I don't get that, then I don't know. But if I take that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I feel that kind of like burning in my neck or whatever. I'm like, now I know it's going to be a good workout. Although I've heard that too, that it, it might not, it might not be that beneficial. I'll take it at like four and a half, five grams, something like that.
0: My ears are burning just thinking (laughs) of that. (laughs) Do you you think
2: that it matters what supplement Scott takes if he trains wearing Crocs? Doesn't that ruin all of it?
3: (laughs) They don't like Crocs. There's no gains. There's no gains.
2: I feel like (laughs) that shuts off even your products from what I understand. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: clinically backed that it doesn't. Crocs inhibits all of it from working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I knew it. <laughs>
2: Sorry, Scott. Sorry.
3: <laughs> all right. No, that, oh, that the gear. That,
0: that orange flannel though is super anabolic. I like that. it it, it <laughs> exactly. balances out the crocs
3: plus it does. It's a little more trend. It all it all works. <laughs> Tell oh, us. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. What well, so you mentioned L-citrulline um mm-hmm. but you didn't mention citrulline malate. Right. So do you see like a huge difference there Are you anti one or
0: No, I'm not anti. It just citrulline is the active. Um a lot of so, malate is the base of malic acid, and malic acid is used in flavoring. So, you get a lot of malic acid anyways, and malate is one of the intermediates in the Krebs cycle, so you can get energy from it, but this it's not causing any vasodilation, and that's that's all citrulline, which converts to arginine, which converts to nitric oxide. So, that I don't think that you need to take citrulline malate. I think that it's a... It's not helping with vasodilation and, and you're trying to get that at least six grams of the base citrulline. So if you if someone gives you malate, that takes like 30% of the weight roughly from citrulline into, uh, into malic acid, which is a lot. So I personally don't like it, but it's not that it's bad. It's just you get a lot of malic acid anyways that you don't even know about.
1: Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. I never what- even
1: thought of that. I never even thought that. that. So, so theoretically – you need some malic acid to do this help with this job. But you're just saying
0: that you don't really need it that badly because well, you're already getting plenty. Well, you, you make your body makes Mali in the Krebs right. cycle. So it's like one of the metabolites for making energy, but you get a lot of it just by the flavoring in, in your supplements. And I mean in food too, but you get a lot of it already. So if your your citrulline malate is usually around eight grams to get, about six grams of citrulline that's two grams of malic acid plus usually at least a gram or something else for flavoring it's it's just a lot it's a lot of acidity but um, and there is no actual chemically bound citrulline and malate the companies just take malic acid and take l-citrulline and mix it together no kidding yeah there is no chemically bound um, citrulline malate
1: Okay. See the little details. See, so you, you can make your own. See, I didn't know that Crocs inhibited testosterone absorption significantly, and <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know that we already got like you know more than more more malate than we you know needed, you know, stuff like that. I'm telling you,
2: I, I have I have okay. one. I have a selfish question I want to throw in here. Um, so I have a lot of clients who like me, just have small acid issues um, mm-hmm. and, and small enough that you don't even really think about it, right? So it's like, oh, take a Pepsi, do this. Um, and Scott actually introduced me to Betaine HCL and DGL. Um, can you kind of break down for people? Because I've been, I've just literally been copy pasting what Scott sent me to people <laughs> and they're getting great results with it. So Good, of but good. How exactly do those... Um, work? And is there something better that people should be using as well? Because I think a lot of people don't realize like my, I got almost died last year. The reason was actually that small amount of acid all the time Mm -hmm. that I thought nothing of actually had worn away at my esophagus where it was really thin so that a piece of food was enough to tear it. So I don't think a lot of people realize how bad that is over 15
0: years. It's really bad. It could cause uh, Barrett's esophagitis. Which is mm-hmm. when you're um when it's so acidic that your cells actually uh, it's called metaplasia, like the cells of your esophagus and your stomach can can intertwine, which is congeners, and you said it's acidic it can burn your esophagus and a whole bunch of bad stuff can happen um what's what did you say DGL yeah, what does that stand for?
3: Oh, I forget I can look it up, but <laughs> look it up. We can talk about uh, you know well, Victoria what was the one who who got me into DGL. It's not even something that I use, but it's, I think it related to licorice maybe. But the other one oh. was uh, HCL.
0: Is it like d Deglacer? I have to hear the name. The betaine, um HCL though. I've had. Anecdotal evidence of that helping with a mm-hmm. lot with uh, like GERD and and acid buildup, I think, which is weird because it's just the HCL. It, I don't think betaine and hydrus does the same thing. Right. I think I think you have to have the HCL possibly for absorption. Betaine is like a positively charged molecule, so if you neutralize it by making it the HCL, then it possibly has better absorption. I don't know the exact pathway by which it blocks acid, but I do know that I've read the same thing that it does help. By right. um, I don't know if it works as a natural like proton pump inhibitor. I'd have to look mm-hmm. into that. Structurally, it does not look like a proton pump inhibitor, though. Those usually those look chemically those look different. Right. And what and what's DGL <laughs> Scott?
3: All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up here so that you can Stay. that way that way I don't have to. I'm just i'm just laughing
1: i'm just laughing as he casually explained how molecules
3: should look so here's yeah. here's some from vitacost that uh, doesn't look like a proton I, I, pump inhibitor and i'm like I of course know. it doesn't
0: and i you don't, don't know how that. to say that word
3: you you can you can say that i'm sure that, i don't know how to say that word Deglycerinated
0: d d so d means removed okay. so gl- glycerinate is a um it's an it's an acid that's found in licorice root that helps with actually cortisol, but that is taking it out. So because the 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 glyceric glycerinate. I think is acidic. I think that's why, or not acidic. Yeah, I think that part is acidic. So that when you take that out, the licorice actually can help you with digestion and with help with, uh, like, act like it's the natural proton pump inhibitor. Hmm, I right. think because I've heard of that compound, and I I know that you can actually use the one that has the glycerosinate in it
3: mm-hmm.
0: for other purposes. But I know that that one they they do make specifically. Uh, I think it's for digestion, but I believe it helps. Like you said, with heartburn, is that what it helps you with? Yeah. Cause that's, I mean,
2: basically what um, the research and I, I'm always afraid when I say research online cause it's train wreck. But what I kind of came up with was that it soothes stomach acid without blocking it. Cause a lot of people don't realize by constantly popping things like Tums and stuff like that, you're kind of screwing yourself because yeah. you need stomach acids, you know? So it, it, Basically it's supposed to soothe without blocking, and that allows the gut also to recover more or less. Is that kind of what you got to it, Scott?
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so I mean, it's just interesting. So I wanted to see if there was something new because I can tell a difference. And like I said, this is very. I think it's interesting. Like you said, with bodybuilders, you, you do enough homework to go. Well, it's not going to kill me. Let's pop some of those for a while and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now it's like a, I mean, it literally just it's a daily thing. Just because I'm like, okay, I haven't needed something like a Tums or anything like that in a month and a half so something's happening. That's cool.
0: Yeah so a lot of people don't know that your, the pH of your body like the acidity versus the basicity of it mm-hmm. is super regulated. Your stomach it will will stay acidic all the time. Like you can't, no matter how much Tums you take, like that, that helps like with the free acid in your stomach but in order to digest food it has to be at a certain level of acidity, which is called pH, right. and um, like those pH balanced waters, they don't do anything. You can't huh. change the pH of your system at all. It's so regulated; it's so tightly regulated that you have to be within like point one of your pH range or so. If you change it by point one, that could be like catastrophic to everything you do. No kidding. So um, your body naturally regulates a lot of its pH, but you, if the the way that the acid buildup happens like you're talking about and how i have it is from constantly taking in things that are super acidic i used to drink a lot of diet mountain dew when i was younger for the like caffeine and stuff and then that i think was a big contributor to my acid reflux just from having all of that citric acid and stuff all the time i sure. think that just constantly um builds up and then you're the f- the flap that covers where your acid from going over just uh, yeah. gets deteriorated. Hmm. But yeah, don't buy pH water. It doesn't do anything.
2: <laughs> I'm, really gl- okay. I'm really glad that your knowledge and my cheapness agree. <laughs> I've $5 never... $5 for fucking water? Kiss my ass. <laughs> I've never, ever,
1: I've never, ever believed in any of the pH stuff. Yeah. I've always, you, like, thought you're, you're- I've always just thought your stomach's a vat of acid. There's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of hydrochloric acid in your stomach. That's that's just how you have to break down foods. It doesn't. That's how it works from like a chemistry standpoint. So So. you can't really change the pH. Um, What you can do is change the pH of your urine if you're interested in that. That's what that water does.
2: So that's how that's how they (laughs) can repetitively sell it. See, look, piss. So in a
1: way, you're buying (laughs) expensive piss.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, your your piss is going to be a much uh, much higher pH than normal
1: <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> okay was that benefit my dick at all like is there any like like long term is there any sort of like longevity issue here is it going to have acid reflux at one point
0: uh, from what i read you have to it works only if you wear crocs
2: <laughs> oh okay but that's, that's because
1: back, no that's, one's
0: that's, in your dick at that
2: point anyway so right yeah yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, he's married
1: now, so I don't have to worry Crocs. about that. I wear Crocs, whatever; just... it doesn't matter. I'm married.
3: That's good. Uh, it's so... In fact, she bought the Crocs for me, so you know what? Well, that's that how Scott, they end right? it. Yeah, that's how they end it. They tell you <laughs> it's over
2: with. That's how they block other women. That's now I what see it what's is. Here, wear these.
0: Wear these. <laughs> no, you no look I love really the new haircut. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I yeah. can I ask Dusty a question? Oh, shit. Shoot.
2: We're going basics. Uh, <laughs> basics.
0: How, how did you like training with Dante when he first told you and he did his uh, dog, dog crap training?
2: Uh, I loved it. I mean, it was very opposite of anything I had done at the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, it was one of the I love talking to someone like you because we're literally the opposite. Like I see a result and I'm like, I don't give a shit why that happens. Just make it happen to me. (laughs) So like I literally, I saw back in the day, I saw Justin Harris's pictures when he was doing the USA's Mm
0: -hmm. and I had
2: seen his progression online and I'm like, I have to do whatever he's doing. Um, Because I had had dug into Dante and I dug into Dante deep enough to see that there were 10 of him like and they all had a, their muscle looked the same like just dense and thick. Dense, and, yeah you know and i'm like all right and i i've known since the beginning of this insanity that i decided to do bodybuilding that i wasn't made for it so i was like i gotta do something to hide this ugly mess um so i thought dense muscle would do it but it was phenomenal but what's crazy is i mean i went and trained with Dante made again. It worse. yeah just bigger it's a bigger mess it's like a it's like if you get your kid a room and it's dirty and you're like well if i get him a bigger room it'll be fine but you forget (laughs) you just bought him more toys it's fucked again but anyways i trained with him again like two years ago and he has new stuff i mean his he doesn't stop it's i mean i learned i mean my my clients uh love when i go see him because i come home with a bag of tricks that's all brand new um and are drastic. I mean, weird. One thing that he's definitely altered for me now is as much as I'm all about the basics, you do reach a point where to grow. If I was still trying to grow to continue to do that, you kind of have to get weird with stuff because yeah, you're not really getting it much stronger at this point. You're not, you're not fixing holes in your diet or things like that. So you got to kind of find a way to shock the body differently um, and he showed me some stuff that I was just like, and now I'm doing adductors off of a standing leg curl, which I always thought was the most useless piece of equipment in the gym. Now I know what it's for. It's for
0: adductors. Dante's a genius. And yes. I love, I love talking with him about everything. Um, he and I talked a lot when I was like, when I came off HRT and was doing fertility protocols, which I'm still in doing, but he gave me a lot of advice about. How to do to take fertility meds and how to keep muscle on and how to train when your testosterone's low he's just he's one of those guys that he's super innovative he tries everything out he's not afraid to experiment with stuff and mm-hmm. he like he logs stuff so he knows like this works mm-hmm. and I think I've heard about dog crowd training right before the article with you and him doing it I think it was just uh-huh. some random thing and I loved it when I did it. Like when I used to lift heavy and stuff. I, I loved doing that training. It was such a such a change from the normal bodybuilding bodybuilding routine, you know? Right.
2: Yeah, I think that's what I liked about it when I once I got into it is realizing that before he brought that out, everyone was training like three hours a day. Yeah. And it's just funny so- that some guy that no one knew just randomly was like, Well, that's cool, but have you ever tried this? And everyone I think because of how he writes, you kind of quickly realize like, all right, I think this guy knows a lot more than me. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a shot.
0: You know? Yeah. He definitely is super intelligent and knows when he tells you to do something, he knows everything about it. Yeah. From every angle. The,
1: and the only <laughs> shitty thing about Dante is that he doesn't really want to do podcasts.
3: Right. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> we had him. We had yeah. him ready to do. We had show.
2: Him. I mean, cause I knew I told them, I was like, of course I'll do a podcast. Let's call him. And he's like, no, No, he said yes. And then he hit me up and he goes, I hate doing these. And he's like, I just don't, he doesn't (laughs) like this kind of like, I mean, you know, for whatever reason. And I was like, well, you don't have to do it.
0: Like, like,
2: uh, so he's like, yeah. But then what's funny is then I, like when I go train with him, we film the whole thing and he loves it. But I think it's because in that, um, arena he's just doing what he does he just doesn't like this setting and I was like, well then don't ever do it <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you'll stay permanently um a guy that people think doesn't exist I don't know uh, these guys have heard this before, but um when we when I first started working with him um, my wife at the time and I actually went out to stay with him to do a weekend of training and stuff and at the time they had the message boards and his picture was just a tricep in kind of a dark room <laughs> And so he answers his front door, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And I had met him, so I introduced him to Avion, and he turned around and she goes, I thought he was black. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is so invisible to the world that she had no idea who he was. I'm like, why did you think that? She goes, his arm is black in the picture. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, that's how, how, that's how underground you are. <laughs> he, right. She still he, had no is, clue. he is.
0: He is out there but he doesn't you wouldn't find him unless you knew somebody told you about him. like he yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. self-promote or anything like that and i, I, I like know. that a lot about him that especially since you know him like he's very cool he's very down to earth he just some people love the limelight and that's not him as far as oh, he doesn't he's just he's like he's just like putting out information and he'll put it out super secretively he'll just make a post did um he made an awesome post and uh I reposted it, and then it just brought a bunch of, like, idiot trolls and didn't understand what we were saying, so we had to take it down. Okay. But it was really, really interesting research about melatonin. Uh, oh, way. yeah, yeah. I remember did. that post? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, hot, the, high, the high-dose high melatonin?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything, anything that goes out for him, chances are I, it's already been – Ron has seen it. I've seen it. I just do it. I'm like – he sends me, you know, like, which place do I just order immediately? start bombing a <laughs> bottle down my throat i'm like now what uh i you know what's it was it. crazy how well it worked did you try it because you had a I, have,
0: I haven't tried it yet. i have a bottle of like 60 milligram melatonin or something mm-hmm. so you, i would I, you, I want to try it you have
2: to it's and the thing is he, he you do wake up a little groggy but i've been using sleep aids for so long that i think that doesn't really affect like you know that somatomax you ever heard of that by high tech mm-hmm. Yeah, I do two scoops of that every night before bed, and I'm fine. I wake up the next day five hours later, ready to go. So I was a little groggy, but I think uh, I think it's definitely something people could get into. They just, I think it's a little before they're ready to read about it. Yeah, like because I, you- I saw your guys' posts get annihilated. I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was, I just think people didn't understand what he was trying to say, and and then it just went retarded. So he asked me if I would take it down. I was like, of course, obviously, like, I just thought it was something really cool that he talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, that's cool that you did it too, because you noticed yourself get leaner from it.
2: I, I mean, you know, what's crazy. And this, I want to say yes, but I don't know what's so happened over the last just couple yes. of years. But uh, I don't get fat like I used to anymore. So I guess I got older, and my metabolism woke up. So <laughs> it's harder to notice, you know, but I did okay. the, the big thing I noticed. though was the actual sleep, mm-hmm. like I'd be gone and then I don't dream usually. Uh, and I would wake up and I'm like, okay, that was fucked up. Like the first few nights I was like, I'm having like dream dreams. Like I'm on some, <laughs> like, so that was interesting. But of course I was like, well, does that mean better REM? I mean, what is that? You know, in my head. So I looked at that as a good
0: sign, whether it meant anything or not. Sometimes they're related. Sometimes it's just brain activity. Doesn't necessarily mean you're in REM. Sorry right. to burst your bubble. <laughs> well,
2: okay. The shark that was in my dream talking to me said it was REM. So there you go. Well, he, he
0: might <laughs> no, <laughs> and he was I, not
2: wearing Crocs.
0: <clears throat> All right. I, I got
1: to. We got to go down the path. What's right, the best me. cycle?
3: Oh, God. (laughs) What's the best cycle?
1: Do you think, like, do you got to have a testosterone and then, like, something from the DHT family and then something from the nandrolone family to cover all your bases? Are you kind of like, do you, like, what do you think? You're setting up the best cycle.
0: So, without giving away, like, a specific one, I will say that I am a huge fan of what, like, taking. Everything has to do with half-life, right? So when people throw out random, like, take 400 milligrams of this and 500 milligrams of DECA, DECA and TEST have two different half-lives. So they're never overlapping at the same time. So it's stupid if you take them on the same day. The way I make cycles for people, in theory, is that, if I were going to, (laughs) um, is I like using the shorter acting stuff and um, I start with longer acting things so they get the nice like, long peak. And then as those are peaking, you start hitting with the faster acting stuff so you maximize the area under the curve that the, all the compounds are hitting directly. Hmm. So, so uh, some, okay, here's an example. If you start out with like Nandrolone, like Deca, a long acting Nandrolone, that can last, and you do a shot, like a small amount. 50 milligrams or something every day for 10 days, you'll slowly start to build up this huge curve. And because of its half-life being almost 14 days from the day you shoot the first shot to 14 days later, it's still active. So each day you're kind of extending how long it's in your system. And then after those 10 days, you hit something like propanate or something quick. And that way you're rapidly increasing your testosterone levels even while wow. your nandrogen levels are already peaked. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting like a true synergy instead of just taking a couple things together. Huh. And, and to Ron's point, I really do like DHT stuff, Primo, um, Masterone. I think those two are really good. And I think that they help you on the anabolic side a lot more than testosterone does. Because you know your androgen receptor DHT binds something like five times the affinity versus uh, testosterone. So like the the sex drive for sure will be higher on something with DHT in it versus just testosterone. But I think the the anabolic part is is critical. Mm-hmm. So for like I look at cycles that someone like um Rich Piana puts out and I'm like, Oh god, please don't have people do this. You know, like I, I, I like how he just throws information out there, but I don't like to tell people doses of stuff because of that reason because someone is going to do something crazy but mm-hmm. i think if you always start with the lowest um lowest viable dose right so if you're growing on 300 milligrams to test why are you going to do right. 750 so what's the purpose mm-hmm. um i like short acting stuff to rapidly increase testosterone and and your androgen levels and i like and i like layering everything because i think that works the best as far as Short, shorter, shorter periods—you get less side effects, Mm -hmm. and you're you're not shut down as long. So, like your body, as you guys know, after about eight weeks or so is when you kind of start to shut down, and you kind of get a lot of side effects. So, if you do shorter cycles, like six, seven weeks, but you really maximize, like doing something every day, very small Mm -hmm. amounts, but every day, and different compounds that you can time out so that the half lives all kind of peak around the same time. I think that's a lot. That's more effective than doing like a 16-week, I don't know, 750 test, 400 EQ, 400 nanolones, something like that. I think it's way more effective to do smaller daily doses. And I think Dante, and I don't want to speak for him, we've talked about it. I think he he would agree with the short stuff. And he also put me on to the sub Q stuff.
2: I don't know if you've done that, which works really
0: well. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, the sub Q on like, uh, (laughs) that's how I do all my TRT. Is Yeah. You know, my my 200 divided by seven every day. Yep, I think that's <clears> that's <throat> the way
0: to go for sure.
3: I just started that I'm like 10 days in now and I, I think I like it. I was getting some weird side effects like libido stuff and I got to the point like I, I got my labs and everything looked normal. So I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. So I took like uh, a good two weeks off of everything. I just mm-hmm. kind of like let my levels everything come down. I'm like, OK, now I'm good. And I started back up and now for the first time I'm, I'm going sub Q and I, it seems to be good. It's like maybe 10, 14 days in now. So.
1: I just haven't bothered. I just yeah. take my one mil, I just take my one mil of N a week and I feel like a million bucks. And every time I get blood work, my test is like, you know, above high normal by a few points. Yeah, don't change what's working
3: then, you know? Right. I don't know, but
1: it, what's the half-life on test N and Theta? Isn't it like 10 days?
2: Yeah, somewhere on there. around that. Yeah.
1: So after like three weeks on it, wouldn't you kind of just always be generally sort of like uh, up and you know what I mean? Aren't you kind of always kind of topped up after three weeks on it?
0: Yeah, that's for you know at a HRT dose when we are kind of stable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. About yeah. like cycling, that's different. Um, right. Like su- right. So Sustanon, which has you know four compounds yeah. in it, was made to shoot like once a month. right? <clears throat> Right. So, cause it lasts one of the esters I think lasts like 28 days or something like that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That, so if, if you, you're using Sustanon for TRT, you'd take literally a shot a month.
0: Right. And, um, or if you're doing a cycle, you can do a small bit every day and you stop pinning after like five weeks. And then the next six weeks, you don't know, you'll have elevated testosterone you're and you're still want to on
1: shoot. Sustanon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's, that's
0: kind of like
2: the a, magic that, uh, that I got into like, 10 years ago was just the realization, you know, back when everyone was doing a lot of um, anti-estrogen, you know, like uh, things, and they were doing it daily. And I remember just thinking, well, if I'm only taking one shot a week, but then I'm taking that every day, my levels are kind of all over the place. You know what I mean? And that's where I got interested in the sub-Q because it became in a daily dosings because I'm like, well, does that make sense? Because I essentially have a moving target. If you're trying to keep your estradiol in a certain area, your test in a certain area, and one of them is getting hit every day and one's getting hit once a week, it just seemed seemed a little odd. Um, And actually a doctor I had the time, we just kind of played science with me when I was doing TRT and I was just doing blood work, like constantly to see what would happen. And it was cool. You could actually get to a point where I could have my estradiol right where I felt best. Testosterone right where I felt best, in perfect dosage, and just run. Now, granted, they're compounding exactly what I need on the uh, SRL right. side, but right. it was it was my, fun. I, th- I mean, you could I feel phenomenal.
1: My my main my main concern is I forget to take <laughs> shots. As it is. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what i'm saying that's it's not a you thing it's a me thing it's <laughs> it's not that i think there's a problem with the theory i've been saying it's not reasonable for me to to actually remember to take a shot every day like once and there's like lots of times i'm like oh shit i've been taking a shot for 10 days i'm gonna take a shot like if i was if i'm supposed to do it daily it might get worse than that i don't know
3: I, there's you brush I mean, your kinda... teeth, you take your shot. That's how you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take your <a> shot.
1: <laughs> but I can't go anywhere.
3: <laughs> I've got something I've been kind of wanting to ask. It's something I was thinking since we had you on on last time. I, out of anybody that we've ever had on the podcast, I've never had the opportunity to talk to somebody that can actually make shit in a lab. Like people who can literally do chemistry. And, you know, so we can talk to people about all this other stuff, about how supplements work and all that. But, man, I would love to hear I- anything really about like making shit, synthesizing things. Can you can you share any kind of stories, anything like that about actually having synthesized something, made something in a lab? Because that's just fascinating to me.
0: I can. give two examples. One is allegedly and f- fictitious. That's the best and- kind.
3: That's the best kind of example. The- a theoretical <laughs> example
0: would be great. So th- theoretically, you can make certain compounds very simply that you that are that you don't need to run a test on to see what they are. There's a lot of ways to identify if you mix <laughs> these things together and you come up with some white powder, how do you know what it is? There's a lot of different analytical techniques. When you are at a university... They are all those instruments are flagged for things that are drugs or even uh, precursors to drugs. So, say you're trying to make Adderall, which is pretty simple to make from the right starting material. If you were to test it, it would show up a flag and you'd be expelled. Like oh, I think shit. they told I think they told me when I went to school, like a few a few years before that, some kids were trying to make Adderall and they got in trouble because the the instrument signal went off and it showed that it has a chemical signature of an illicit drug. Huh? No kidding. Yeah. So there's one that you can make without doing those tests. It's a pretty simple reaction. I'm sure people have done it at home. Uh, that was pretty, that was readily available. And that's one theory. The, um, the practical one is when I was in grad school, my project was on SARMs, but this isn't, this is before SARMs were like a a thing. This was, uh, they were using like bicalutamide, which is an antiandrogen, Using the the molecule of like bicalutamide, and then we would attach a molecule that has um, anti-cancer activity. Okay. So the reason we used bicalutamide is because it binds. It's an androgen receptor. So oh. we would we would take something. So my 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 lab instructor, my PI, he's, he 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 said it like this: You have the the homing device, which is like the bicalutamide structure because it's going to home right in on, on the antireceptor. Yep, yep. And then you, you have the the warhead, which is the anti-cancer activity part of the drug. And then you chain them together with just carbon molecules. So you have different lengths of carbon chains. And so we had to make the bicalutamide structure and then make different derivatives of it. And so that was pretty cool Like as far as making something that, is uh, it was well, a SARM essentially?
3: That's crazy. That's so. So, something that was an anti androgen, you could use that because you know that that's going to attach to the androgen receptor, and then yeah. you could like connect something else to it that you want it to do once it gets
0: there. So it's like hitching a ride, basically. Yeah. 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 So, um you know, like a Z pack, like a zithromycin. Yeah, yeah. 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 That accumulates in your lungs when it's metabolized. So we use that and attached. um our anti-cancer drugs to that for lung cancer application no kidding yeah so i mean chemistry obviously i think is awesome and really fun and you can if you can figure out like the synthetic pathway to it you could pretty much make whatever a lot of stuff like you see crazy molecules out there um when i was in school and there's there were some reactions that are real quick and there's some reactions that take that took me 70 hours so you just set it and come back in three days that's how how
1: how accurate was Breaking Bad?
0: <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be blue. There would be nothing in that that would be blue. Like, no, right. no matter how so pure blue. it is, there's no there's no blue. Right. But um, as what if far you as added a little blue,
1: like just a little, a little food coloring. Yeah, yeah. A little smudge <laughs> blue.
0: You can <laughs> like the salt I, guy. <laughs> I'm sure somebody did that. Like I'm, I'm 100 oh, yeah, positive. yeah, somebody after the did show. That. After the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little. Yeah.
0: But um, as far as, like, the chemicals they talked about, that's what you use, like phosphine uh, or red phosphorus. And uh, the N, N-methylamine, is that's one way to make meth. Because, like, that's one of the easiest ways to make meth, is using that. And, like, acetopho- acetophenone, maybe? Those two? That's Crazy. wild. Yeah, I love that. Meth show. is, I mean, think about this. People can make meth in, like, if you're seeing, like, Shaker bottles. Have you ever, yeah. you ever heard about this? Yeah. Like people, they take like a, a lithium battery and something else and they, like, and the pseudoephedrine and they shake it up and it, it makes meth and then it explodes. <laughs> yeah. But I guess uh, a meth is a pretty simple molecule to make if somebody can make it in a can like that.
3: Yeah. I, I've yeah. just, I had wanted to ask about the chemistry stuff because I've seen it in other worlds outside of bodybuilding, like on vice, you know, like the vice TV mm-hmm. shows where they have, I've seen people that are trying to create like new structures, like things that are like MDMA, but they're different. All these different, you know, the research uh,
0: chemicals. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All that stuff, you know, that's, so it's amazing. I guess the, the, I don't know the, the possibilities. And, and I, I feel like people are really exploring that in like recreational drugs. But they I feel I, it's maybe do, could could that be explored more in bodybuilding? I wonder.
0: So, yes, really quickly to go back to what you are saying. So, like a big thing in street drugs is um, like fluoro, Xanax Like you know, like they, they add a fluorine to it, and it increases its effects by like fifty percent or seventy percent or something. Like they you wow. add fluorine. Does a lot of weird chemistry in the body, but specifically, if you look at um research chemicals, you'll see a lot of things that have fluorine that- I- atoms added to them. What's the abbreviation
3: and, for for, for that? F, F, because I've seen it's like FL-medafinil. Have you seen that? Yes, and stuff yeah, like
0: that? F- that, that's what a I okay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It increases um, hydrophobicity, which means it can get across your blood-brain barrier more easily. And it usually increases binding affinity because uh, fluorines are very electronegative. So if there's a metal or something in the binding site, then the fluorine will really uh, bring itself to there and uh, make it the molecule bind even tighter, which means you need less of it to have the effect. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in bodybuilding some of the more anabolic things are different derivatives of, I mean, essentially all steroids are just tweaked a little bit, right? Yeah. You have have a double bond here. You add another double bond. Like the only difference between echo poison D ball is the double bond between carbons like one and two. So, um, I think that there, there are some different analogs to compounds for bodybuilding purposes. Uh, but it's, I've seen it more in the recreational side
3: of things. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's more money there. You know, I was going to say that's, exactly, that's all I can think of the whole time. I'm like, cause I know where the money comes faster. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What, what about the, what about the, the nootropic, the shrooms, all that stuff? Like what, what, you know, there's all these products. Now I see like, you know, shroom this and shroom that, um, which ones are actually going to get me high?
2: <laughs> i love
1: how ron goes with the Just questions cut straight to it <laughs> no, no. Uh, like, I got cogn- cognitive enhancement is nice but which ones are like gonna make things a little funner than they're supposed to be
0: <laughs> so psilocybin obviously is the one that that works the best um releases tons of serotonin which is why it helps with mood and ptsd and stuff like that but there, you can microdose that to so your. year instead of taking like antidepressants, you could take small amounts of that to boost your serotonin levels every day, which is what mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Some people think that you, if you do a big reset, like people that take ayahuasca or something like that, they feel mm-hmm. better a few days after that. And overall, because it, it does like a giant reset on your brain. I haven't done that personally, but I think that the, as far as supplements goes, the, the the way you can make you at least euphoric is like my, my product Nootropic has um, like that Kana we were talking about. It has a uh, Ivy leaf extract, which is something that prevents the breakdown of serotonin and dopamine, things that boost um, all of those levels will make you f- at least euphoric, not, not necessarily high, but at least in a really good mood based on sending your body serotonin and dopamine. Right.
1: What would be, uh, like what kind of dose would someone need to microdose psilocybin for depression purposes? Like, what are they like, they they're, they're making like legal products now that yeah. are all labeled as shrooms, but do any of them have psilocybin actually in them in the States?
0: No, only they're, they're doing pharmaceutical trials on psilocybin for right. post for, for stress and post-traumatic stress disorder. And, and, um, depression, but there's nothing over the counter that would have psilocybin in it, now.
1: Because I've okay. been given products up here that have psilocybin in them, but I'm wondering if they're even like, if it's just that no one cares, so they're just in, making them?
0: I mean, in Canada? Or in, yeah, in yeah, this? in Canada. Yeah.
1: Like, it's not legal, but they're just making them. I haven't even looked it up, but I'm just wondering I, what dose, like,
0: you know. Um, I believe a starting point is around... Two hundred milligrams of yeah, a mush of like ground up mushroom, which I think yeah. is only like twenty milligrams or something of actual psilocybin, something like that. right. Okay,
1: that's what these are. They're two hundred. So okay. okay, I'm just been. I just haven't taken any yet because I'm like
0: I don't know <laughs> how many i gonna need. Take it on the show one day. <laughs> yeah, just to you're not gonna know unless you experiment.
2: Now <laughs> 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 oh, it's done.
1: It's how oh man. It <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So so what do you see as the, the future looking ahead? Uh looking ahead, what do you have, what are your plans? Is there a project that you're really excited about or
0: I have a lot of things that I like researching. Um I'm really interested in like nootropic stuff, brain enhancement, and how that can go into bodybuilding and everyday life, really, but I'm really into manipulating dopamine and serotonin. I really, there's a lot of cool things that are natural anabolics that I'm looking into that have, that don't affect your testosterone. They just turn on the genes that build muscle. So there's always cool stuff that I'm working on. I don't want to give anything away yet, but I have, I always have samples at home of the random things to try. So I always have something.
1: Here's a big, here's a question for you. Do you think, do you think bodybuilding technology and chemistry will ever leave the leave the steroid behind? Move past the steroid?
0: Maybe, if because uh, SARMs are nowhere near what they're supposed to be. SARMs are supposed to be just a complete anabolic, no androgenic effects, right? When no science isn't there yet. There's all the SARMs that are out right now. If you look at the studies, show that they decrease your LH FSH stuff like that um, so they haven't found something that is a completely anabolic but they're getting close I think one day that those could be used for the anabolic purposes of steroids like in um, burn victims or in AIDS patients or people with like cachexia cancer I think that SARMs have an application there And if and if something builds muscle bodybuilders will find it right like that's just kind of <laughs> how it fact. goes that is a fact <laughs> so that's kind of where I see the industry going. If they perfect SARMs more, they possibly could have lower side effects and be just a pure anabolic.
1: Right. Okay. Well, I've got a million things I could ask you about, man. We talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. We'd love to have you on again because like, I mean, you know, we just did over an hour in the list of stuff. I've got a new list now. So (laughs) (laughs) I want to, I want to bring you back and uh, and try to get the secret pills? You know, he's holding <laughs> out. He's holding I'll, out. Yeah. I'll have
0: to send. I'll send you some stuff, but you can't. I won't label it. I'll just say, take this, and here's how to take right.
1: it. Right. This, <laughs> as long as it gets across the border.
0: Oh, that's that's right. The border patrol. <laughs> yeah. There's no border, border at my house. We're good.
1: It's okay. I know a border <laughs> patrol. Call Paul. <laughs> right. Okay. Hey, thanks, man. Let everybody know where they can find you. You're on Instagram as the Gorilla Chemist.
0: Yes, so at the Gorilla Chemist, two R's, two L's. Um, Chemex Lifestyle, uh, at Chemex Lifestyle is our website, chemexlifestyle.com. So you can see all the products. I make whiteboard videos of all the products that I've made so I can draw the molecules and show you how they work. Uh, I always answer all my DMs, and I always try to make posts that people want to see. So if you have something that you're interested in, just hit me up. At, I could, on Instagram, sort of, and I'll and I'll try and make a post for you.
1: Okay, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate your time. I'm glad we made this yeah. work.
0: Yes, I'm glad that we didn't have any technical issues this time.
3: So
1: no, no. <laughs> no. Show show me the hair one more time. We got to go out on a bang. Let's see this. Here
2: we Here we know. go.
3: you can do that with your wanting... beard, Dusty. Hey. Get a couple lines on the side there. Let me there come. we
2: go. I can do that. I gotta grow it first, longer, and, and then blue. Right there. And that's <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's it.
0: Shout, awesome. shout out to um, Jay for doing my hair. She does all the cool designs that I always get. Jay Devereux nice. down in uh, Dallas, Texas.
1: I assumed you had a hair person. No one does well, it
0: for themselves. Well, I, <laughs> the dyeing I can do myself. It's the different colors that are hard to do, and then the lines I can't do. But I mean, you you know, I think we've talked about this. Like I, I've been dyeing my hair since I was like twelve, like food coloring and stuff. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, and then when my mom got breast cancer I started dyeing pink in October and then every October since I always have pink and then um, I just have been dyeing my hair forever so I just like doing it like I said while I have it I gotta do something with it
1: we're, I got a question for you were you a punk rock kid
0: absolutely. absolutely yeah there
1: you go okay that's okay I got it now now you just opened up another vault yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I, a whole I used, episode
0: I had a huge uh, huge mohawk like it's oh, like i loved punk rock music uh absolutely what
1: was your what was your favorite band who's your so, favorite band
0: my idol was kurt cobain to be honest oh, uh, right. um but i really he had, liked he had uh, that Rant- red
1: pink hair at that when they did saturday night live there that famous mm-hmm. footage yeah, it was a good look yeah
0: he, yeah i like them i like rancid a lot when rancid, oh, was yeah, my, yeah. Oh,
1: rancid live
0: yeah they're really good live i saw them too i saw oh, yeah. them runs live too they were badass nice so really? anything that you, Anything can get angry enough to jump around and, <laughs> and I love it. I love when Lola did Punks. you
1: see the Ramones?
0: Not in high school it was uh, Lollapalooza like ninety six or something. I was like four oh. fifteen, something like that. Four they were 10, all 10, still 10. alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None they, of them are all died alive. yet. I saw them. Oh, they were fuck. with me. it was them, Metallica, Rage Against the Machine, um, Rancid. It was a bunch of it was a huge Lollapalooza. It was awesome it's like a, a
1: fucking awesome show
0: 15 year old dream come true
1: yeah yeah oh
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: okay well keep it up man we'll uh we'll have you on again okay yes, thanks buddy sure. appreciate thanks you okay. our- Brian Moscow, the good. Gorilla chemist
0: out later guys thank you for having me yeah you bet cheers right, cheers bodybuilding. see you, man see ya